Okay. So, oh, excuse me. Um, you first. Go ahead. Oh, through the you, door. Go oh, ahead through do the door. door. No, were you? No. Wait. You? What are you gonna? What? Okay. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, I was just gonna say, should we talk about the push-up challenge? I mean, I like I don't see any way around it. <laughs> you don't see any way like, around these giant packs. <laughs> Because, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I feel just feel like it. you really want to talk about it. So, <laughs> welcome to Just Like Us, a date night podcast for couples just like us. I did it. Right? Fumbled through. It's like watching a toddler walk for the first time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sherry. And I am Dane. And today we are going to talk about everything that's ever existed in the entire universe. We've had a lot on our mind (laughs) this week. For real. This month. This month. This year. This year. (laughs) 2017. We're ready to get it off our chest. Yeah. Off, off the brains, out of the brain. Mm-hmm. I feel very sophisticated this time too. Like we're. I feel very old. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I think you mean old. <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking tea mm-hmm. as our it's our beverage of choice, mm-hmm. and then we have blankets. We have lap lap blankets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah. sophisticated. We're just, a, <laughs> we're just an old, old couple. Yeah. Sitting in a darkened room, talking to each other. <laughs> Via microphones, yes. <laughs> yeah, uh, we are recovering, kind of. Like, you, the boys, have colds, mm-hmm. kind of. Yeah. Not, not, like, not full-blown, but... And then I feel like I'm... Um, I have sympathy sickness. It was like, today, I just, like, did not want to do anything. <laughs> but I didn't have any symptoms. I just was, like, tired. So... <laughs> I don't know, whatever that is. Maybe it's just old. Yeah, so my my nasally voice is even more nasally mm-hmm. because of my cold mm-hmm. and I'm dealing with some other dental issues. So <laughs> I mean, just power through. Yeah, the show must go on. The show must go on. Mm-hmm. As if I mean, if anything we have done in 2016 is that <laughs> the show must go on. <laughs> if we've proved anything, the show must always go on every time. Very like routine and stuff so (laughs) anyway what's been going on other than Um, the sickness stuff how has 2017 how has it been treating you um well as a geek pretty awesome i got my 3d printer built yes finally you talked about it all year yay Uh, yay. (laughs) um so yeah i'm super excited i've been printing useless things so not all useless good stuff yeah some good stuff some fun stuff for the kids and you know just kind of playing with it trying to upgrade it it's it's fun having a thing that you can use to print other things to upgrade the thing i don't know it's fun yeah i like that i know i was thinking about it it's like a, it is a tool like it's um it's like a saw you know like yeah you buy it and you use it for that project and then you save it. And then like you use it a lot throughout the years. I mean, you're using your printer a lot, yeah. but it's, I like to look at it as like a, you know, more of a tool. Like yeah. you can like use it for it's something I, I have out there in case something comes up and it's mm-hmm. like, Oh, Hey, let me print this thing for us. It's pretty cool though. It's like yeah. really 
pretty awesome to watch. It's mesmerizing. And I, I do think it's a great representation of like just 2017. I mean, we have <laughs> a six-year-old and a three-year-old who have who who are gonna like say when they grow up, they're like, yeah, like we had a 3D printer. It's like <laughs> how we were like how we remembered our first cell phone. Yeah, like my mom's. Like my mom had one and it was a car phone, right? you know, like the big bag and stuff. It's like, I remember that. And then like, I remember our first cell phones, like when they were, you know, invented and I don't know, it's just crazy. And like internet, you know, happened and like our kids would be like, yeah, we had a 3d printer and a flying car in the same year. It's crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, wait, we're getting flying cars this year. (laughs) I mean, I don't see why not. We deserve it. We, We do deserve it. Um, After the year we've all had, we deserve (laughs) flying cars. Yeah. So how's the year been treating you? It's been good. It's been really good. Um, You know, anxiety level is low. Good. Um, Sometimes also energy. Thanks to the Um, bullet journal. (laughs) Shout out bullet journal. Shout out bullet journal. (laughs) Friend of the podcast. (laughs) Friend of the podcast. (laughs) Close friend (laughs) and companion. Um. Yeah, I don't, I've been doing well. I actually went to the doctor today, went to my endocrinologist. Mm. Again, old. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's all right. We won't focus on that. Yeah, just like trying to stay healthy. I was kind of, I don't know. I'm not like, you know how you don't think that you're that into something or you're on like that side of something until you hear someone talk about it and then you like you get offended and you don't know why really you're like where did that come from <laughs> right i kind of feel that way about like natural you know remedies and like health stuff like i i'm i like to do it but like um we're not sick a lot so it's hard for me to just like claim something and be like right. you know like you know drink this you know hot you don't tea have empirical and, evidence that's yeah. like every single time this happens we mm-hmm. do this and it fixes yeah it. <clears throat> I do believe like I, I, I enjoy, um, the products of science. So mm-hmm. like I get, like I get the medical side, but I also am like, mm, let's like maybe look at the side effects of those things. You know, right. like I think that they work. Yeah. So I'm like right in the middle, I, you know, I mean, that's pretty much me. Like, <laughs> like I'm right in the middle about a lot of stuff, but, um, but I do enjoy, you know, using them for myself and like try to do home remedies and like I do use some oils and yeah apple cider vinegar and like all that but like man I got real like offended today and someone was talking about it and just like dogging it and I'm like yes and it really surprised me and I'm like but I am getting older and I think that's what happens (laughs) but yeah it's like I don't know and I'm yeah I'm just like you've had some experiences with it that are positive so there's you have no reason to hate on it yeah but I just didn't know why why I got like so you know what I think it is it's probably 2016 (laughs) <laughs> like how like there's the political like an election year does that for everyone like yeah. like you have to pick sides like in an election and it just like makes you automatically pick sides like in other parts of your life where you're like I did not know I was that passionate about this one particular thing but I guess I am yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm picking this fight and don't know why Yeah. I've been fired up this week about politics and 
and my faith and religion and all that stuff. I had a like amazing conversation with my grandmother. Like, yeah, I mean, if you can just sit with someone who's level headed, wise, (laughs) like, I mean, it there, there is nothing like it. Yeah, I mean, you just it's just so great. And she was talking about how in her time, you know, she's seen that like it pretty much takes a war for people to come together. Right. Which is, and she's like, it's, it's devastating and it's really sad. Yeah. But you know, she was born like right after world war two. And so her upbringing was like seeing kind of this, uh, I don't know the right term, but camaraderie or something of like yeah. her generation, the unity and her parents, yeah. you know, talking about it or whatever. And, uh, I don't know. It just like, uh, that's, I, I mean, I don't want to compare, um, this presidency to a war. Um, <laughs> that's what it feels like though. Not it's like, yeah, the election what, year. Yeah. Each but, election year is getting, it's going to get like that because of technology basically. Yeah. And, and the way information and like how quick it's transmitted, you yeah. know, it's, I don't know. So the, not like, I don't, I don't, um, really remember a lot about election years. I haven't been around long enough and I haven't paid much attention, but the, like you said, the technology has made it so that it's extremely evident in this past election year that the country was, um, was extremely divided. They were on extreme sides mm-hmm. and, um, and it was right down the middle so it feels almost like a civil war. It feels like we've just been fighting each other. So yeah, mm-hmm. that, I mean. Yeah, like a lot know. of different areas, you know, because yeah. we know so much about like candidates and stuff. So, right. But anyway, um, it's so it's so what I mean to say is like it's good because um, it's like, hey, America, can you please wake up, you know, about things, <laughs> I guess. And it's good. I mean, yeah. we've had, um, I'm like, really inspired by um the women's march um that happened in january and it was like the largest uh march slash protest in the history of ever which is crazy it's incredible yeah that's incredible um yeah it's like i'm just just kind of inspired by those things recently like the refugee thing and the protests with that like it's just like people are stepping up because they because we have to, yeah. you know, we have to, we have, and, and just showing up and showing that they care, um, went on, you know, this site for a uh, Texas site for refugees, um, and, and our local place is Dallas and they had, it was like how to volunteer, how to help. Cause that's just like what I like to do, what we like to do. And they basically had this, like, I mean, it had like those like red exclamation points and it's like. It's like, hold up, hold up, read this notice. <laughs> and they're like, due to the large appli- volunteer applications, like it's going to take us a minute to get through them. Wow. In the meantime, why don't you donate some money? And I just was like so inspired That's and so awesome. encouraged and like, yeah. way to go, humans of Texas. Um that's it's just awesome that like yeah. people just want to help they're just they're trying to help like as much as they can with like this kind of i get what we consider maybe a refugee crisis you know and mm-hmm. yeah i've heard the, it called that you know uh the executive order but anyway so i've been like it's tough it's tough to stay um what's the word uh gosh it just left my brain um 
informed uh mm-hmm. yeah right that's yeah, yeah. it's informed. tough to stay like informed and also sane like i <laughs> yeah. don't know if like those can happen because like we were talking about the, the information is just flooding in so fast like you google it's like a tidal wave if you yeah if you google something or if, or if you're on facebook mm-hmm. it's just like you're you're washed over with uh facts mm-hmm. alternative facts maybe <laughs> sometimes uh, <laughs> and uh you know and people's opinions are constantly coming at you and you're having to try to form your own opinions around all of the mm-hmm. facts and opinions that are coming yeah, at and you and then like real you know real issues and real problems and real and people a lot of people really hurting sometimes and that's just it's just a lot for some for us to take in we feel a little helpless and um not i mean not saying like like what was me but i'm just like how do we stay sane yeah like really you know so that's just i think that's been a struggle for a lot of people um but like it's really also awesome to see like people stand up and i've been really inspired by that and i've I mean, yeah, it's like sometimes it's just like good to do stuff and yeah. be a part. And that's so, yeah, it's been, it's been good. Yeah. It's been really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, so one of the things that I really uh, admire about our generation is because of all of this information coming at us, um, there, there are a lot of us um, who are uh her trying to figure out how to filter that information and, and, you know, figure out what is true and what's false and, you know, what's opinion, what's fact and that kind of stuff. And, and we're educating ourselves mm-hmm. uh, much more, I think, than uh, some previous, uh, some previous uh, generations because, mm-hmm. because we have access to all the information. Yeah. It's at our fingertips. Sure. So we're able to just jump on our phone and, look something up real quick. Yeah. I mean, we joke that it's like, I mean, I call it YouTube university and, um, like an MD in Google, you know, but it's kind of true. Like you can go to get these educations online. I'm not talking about paid universities. I'm talking about like Google, right? You go Google and I mean, you pretty much like you, you know, you're just learning and, yeah. and you're knowing. And yeah, of course there's always these disclaimers, like talk to your doctor or whatever, but like that <laughs> knowledge is out there. Yeah. Science is free for everyone. Like, sure. Just, like engineering is free for everyone. Like the knowledge is there. You just have to tap into it. And yeah. And we're getting better at discerning what's real and what's not. Yeah. And all that. Some of us. Some. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, there's still a lot of falsehoods out there that that people fall for. Well, I mean, I I'm no, I'm just talking about specifically like alternative facts. I mean, you have to watch out for those. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Too yeah. Great. Even, from, <laughs> Too great. even from respected, um, offices of the United States. Yeah. Yeah. Alternative facts coming at you. Yeah. I know I can treat you So, yeah, I mean, that's, I think I like, that's a great segue into the next thing, like the next, um, hot topic story that like just happened today, or I guess technically last night, but, uh, <laughs> so alternative facts, I think we all know what that is by now. It's about the inauguration numbers mm-hmm. and Trump 
the liberals were like trying to um, and successfully <laughs> taunting <laughs> Trump with his low inauguration numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's trying to stroke his eagle, his his eagle, his ego. His ego. <laughs> he's trying to stoke his <laughs> pet eagle in the White House. No, st- stroke his ego with facts. <laughs> oh with um, facts and figures that were not true. Right. And so then Kellyanne Conway, who's like the counselor or whatever her official title is or whatever to the president, she's always like the, you know, the PR person. And she comes out and she's like, well, Trump's administration, <laughs> like, what's. What had happened was <laughs> what had they happened was had alternative facts, <laughs> and we're like, "Do you mean lies?" <laughs> um, so ever since then, they've been producing other like I I really feel like there's a file folder that's like a Manila <laughs> hanging file folder that says in black sharpie, it's like alternative facts. Yes, and they're just pulling out these files whenever and like sharing them for example <coughs> oh man oh, bless, sorry bless yeah, you well, like the you're talking like the x files exactly it's like the x files exactly. but it's the alternative facts files yes <laughs> like yes exactly hashtag i want to believe yes yeah so for example last night kellyanne conway was interviewed and i don't even know like by who or where because i just i basically just get like all of my information the next day which has been my life ever since I had kids. Um, But yeah, she um, mistakenly says the (laughs) Bowling Green Massacre instead of Bowling Green Terrorists. Mm. And it just blew up so quickly. Um, And I don't, I, I just... Yeah, it it went completely viral and everybody everybody was like that is not a real event. Mm-hmm. She made that up. Wikipedia jumped on it because I like I didn't know about it and then somebody told me, so I googled it. Sure. Wikipedia jumped on it and and if you go there it says that it's a fictional uh, a fictional event that Kellyanne Conway made up during one of her yeah. <laughs> interviews. And it, yeah. like they just say it right there. Yeah. I don't know, it's so funny. Facts. Real facts. facts. Yeah. So what do you make of all this stuff that's happening with uh, with Spicer coming out and telling lies and then Kellyanne Conway going out and telling more lies? And I mean, honestly, I that. love it. I just love it so much. <laughs> like, I, you know, I feel safe. I feel secure. <laughs> I don't feel dumb at all. Like, you, you feel like they they're in the people that are in charge have our best interest at heart. Right. They're not trying to pull the wool over our no, eyes. Like, I think it just goes back to the like the you know information the the rate at which we are learning um like i don't mean to be this is not a personal attack or meant to be offensive or even sound at all like arrogant but like we are smarter than like than donald trump's generation you know what I mean? Like just yeah. the information that we take in, right? I'm not right. talking about like, I'm not even talking about like education level. Mm-hmm. I'm talking about like, we have been exposed to these kinds of things. I mean, and so in the same sense, like my six and three year old are like exponentially smarter than we were yeah. at six and three. Right. Because of what's given to them, what's provided to them. I mean, my, our six year old is writing code 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, yeah, that's I never crazy. did that when I was a kid. <laughs> no, I'm, ne- I'm, I'm doing it now with him, you know, um, I don't know. That's what I mean. So like for them to come out like Donald Trump and all his people, um, to come mm-hmm. out and to like, tr- it seems like they're just trying to like pull one over on us or something, yeah. you know, like, like. I don't know, but it's just like, do you think that we're idiots? That's how I have felt. And it's just like so insulting. At the very least, there's there's not a good amount of communication from Trump to his subordinates. Like that's, I think... I, I mean, don't know. Th- like, I, I mean, but it's just from himself. Like they, like yeah. the inauguration stuff. Like I don't care. I mean, like Obama had you know, a lot of people there because he's, you know, the first black president, like that's who they compared it to. And Mm -hmm. yeah, Donald, Donald Trump didn't win the popular vote. Right. So, you know, like it's, it's going to be lower. And like, I don't personally care, but for him to come out and just like make statements about it and be like, we had large numbers. That's what I care about it. Yeah. But like he's, he's trying to pull one over on us. Like we don't have Google or something like we don't, like we invented <laughs> Facebook and Twitter and like, yeah. you know, like I, yeah. it's just, that's what I'm talking about. And for, um, you know, for a phrase like alternative facts, like why, why even <laughs> like, that's yeah. how I feel. It's mm-hmm. not this miscommunication. It's like blatantly coming out and just being like, no, these are facts. And we're like, um, what? Like, right. like we're not slow. I mean, we're, we're all highly educated because we're coming from generations, you know, now. And I, I mean, I'm just in my 30s, so I'm not wise. I'm not saying we're wise <laughs> no, about things. I'm no, just not at like, all. We, I'm just talking about facts. You yeah, know? we grew up in the information age and we are we have grown accustomed to taking in information a lot faster than previous generations. Mm-hmm. And uh, the information spreads a lot quicker because yeah. of social networking. And, and yeah, you, you can't. You know, you can't have a press conference to tell us one thing when everybody else that was there has already tweeted about it and told us another thing, mm-hmm. you know? It, yeah. So yeah. it's just hard. Cause like, I don't like, I'm not, I mean, I'm not complaining about, um, you know, how do we get Hillary in office? Like, no. let's figure out what happened with the <laughs> votes. Like, I'm not about that. I'm not about, um, you know, just like bashing him i'm about doing Mm -hmm. but i'm also about like you know how like if i'm gonna take in this information and like kind of being treated in this way it's like i don't know what i'm supposed to do and say like right like i mean you can't even listen to them sometimes like it's just (laughs) and i mean the you know spicer he's like he had he i mean he's the press guy and he like didn't take questions the first time like yeah i mean and that's that's unheard of he that's it that's the conduit from the president to the press yeah it just and you're supposed to take questions or you know like that like (laughs) what is going on and sometimes it's just really hard to like do something with all that kind of like energy that we are getting and receiving Mm -hmm. within ourselves and um so that's like honestly my main issue um at this point um i think that every president signs executive orders i'm not excusing it but like there's a lot of mess that happens politically Mm -hmm. like this is not new um but and we're just doers and it, it inspires us to i just you know i just talked about that so like i'm i'm okay with that stuff but like i feel like we've come to terms with I mean, we've already known that this presidency is going to be dramatic. So it's like, all right, 
we've accepted it. Let's go. Like right. what, how can we do it? What, you know, really digging into your own beliefs and mm-hmm. what you can do. Yeah. But honestly, the like every time he presents himself to the public, <laughs> I just can't, I just, I don't even watch him. You know, I just you can't. Yeah, yeah. Cause I just feel like he, he, he speaks to people like they're idiots because mm-hmm. I'm sure that's just the way he's always dealt right. with people. He's always been in a p- position of power. Um, so that's just been a little weird. Like it has you know, definitely we're been, like, we're not idiots. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I, I just don't know what to do. I think we're all, we all feel that way, you know? Yeah. We, but, we all just need to figure out a way to move forward, I guess. Yeah. And, and deal with what, you know, what is happening now and how can we, uh, do our part locally, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Well, what I would like to do is go and get myself a copy of the alternative fact files. Yes. And <laughs> let's uh, expose it now. Dig in. Like yeah. Just, what is, what's going to come in 2017? That's <laughs> what I want to know. Like, what kinds of alternative facts are you hiding? We just want to be like somewhat prepared. And <laughs> we should start alternativefacts.com and like yes. start listing. I like, bet there already is one. <laughs> I'm sure there is. Dang it. <laughs> That's all right. Alternative we'll figure out facts, something else. A podcast where we share about all the massacres that like never happened. <laughs> you know, she did come out and say it was an honest mistake. And mm-hmm. I, you know, I, yeah. I guess we can forgive her this one time. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Alternative facts. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. Why did he do that? Alternative facts are much better than truth. Anything you don't like, you can substitute with a much better version of reality. Like right now, I'm on a boat in the Caspian Sea, sipping champagne while you count cash for me, making sure I got my eight figure salary. Why? Alternative facts. Alternative facts. Alternative facts. Why did he do that? Alternative facts are not facts. They're falsehoods. Don't be so overly dramatic about it. Are you bracing yourself for a critical tweet? I cannot live in fear of a tweet. Tweet. We need to work for the people that we represent, not here. So, um, some of the some of the big issues that have uh, plagued our generation and um, our parents' generation are sometimes hard for me personally to um, like. It's hard for me to figure out exactly where I stand uh, when I put it in in light of my faith. And the things that I uh, w- was taught growing up, uh, and those issues are, are things like abortion. Um, are you pro-choice or pro-life? Are you, um, you know, are you for or against gay marriage? Should you even care? Like some of those, you know, some of those big issues. And um, I don't know. To, maybe to a lot of people, it's it's black and white. And it, once you look at the issue, you're like, oh yeah, I know exactly where I stand. But for me, I always, um, I guess I err on the side of caution when I, when I'm, uh, when someone, uh, asks me to, you know, put down my foot, where do you stand? Um, but I've been reading the Bible a lot lately. So this is our Bible segment here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and I'm it's actually, good. I'm it's yeah. good to have one right after like a political talk. I think that's <laughs> yeah. like, that's honestly what like 2017 has been. It's like open up the news and like Google Trump and then immediately go pray or right. like, <laughs> read my Bible. Like, I think it's the only way. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go pray for Arnold Schwarzenegger and then I'm going to go pray for 
<laughs> no. Um, anyway, so I, I'm and I'm trying to read through the Bible. Thanks to the bullet journal for, you know, keeping me on friend track of the with podcast. that. Yeah, friend of the podcast. <laughs> uh, and I'm, I'm working my way through Matthew right now, which has a lot of parables. Jesus told a lot of parables. And, um, and what I, I guess what I like about it is uh, I'm reading it with a fresh set of eyes and I haven't read through the gospels in a while. And I just love how there's some parables that are just super obvious mm-hmm that you read and Jesus leave, he just leaves it right there and uh, and you're like okay I totally get that I get what that meant but then there's some in there that are um, are a little bit um, I guess a little bit harder to understand or to like what what was he meaning by that like how does this correlate to that or whatever and those are the ones where the disciples are like hey can you clarify can you tell us what you meant by that parable um, so this one that I was reading was about, um, weeding the field and, uh, it talks about, um, it talks about, uh, how like the master comes along, he has a field that's, uh, nice and laid out and tilled and he, and he sows his seeds and the wheat starts to grow, but then, um, the evil one comes behind him and sows, uh, sows weeds into the field. So now you've got, you've got wheat and you've got weeds there. Uh, and, um, and he talks about that and like the coming harvest time and stuff like that. And the, the disciples are like, but wait, um, well, so, so then he just, like, he explains, uh, later on that what he meant by the field was that was the world and, uh, and you're sowing the gospel into the world. Right. And then the wheat, um, are the Christians that are, uh, growing up in it. And, um, and they're like, but what do we do about the weeds? Are we supposed to weed those out? And he's like, no, you're not supposed to weed those out. You wait. Um, and I will send my helpers, uh, before the time of harvest to weed those weeds out and throw them into the fire and we'll burn them. Um, and when I was reading that, I just had a, a moment of clarity about all of this, all of the politics that we have to deal with in our day. Um, Cause we're, I feel like as evangelicals, as Christians, um, as a group, we're always trying to weed the world of sinners by uh, passing laws for um, keeping gay people from getting married and keeping, uh, people from getting abortions and, and we're trying to, um, and we're trying to, to create all these laws and this legislation that, that protects us. And, and hopefully that'll, that'll rid the world of sinners or whatever. I don't, I don't, I guess I don't quite know exactly what the, the end game is there, but, um, at the very least protecting, um, our families from, from that stuff. And, uh, and when, when we get entrenched in those battles, uh, like, you know, keeping gay people from getting married, uh, then we forget that that is, um, that is a part of that weeding. We're not, I, I believe because I, you know, like I said, if it felt very clear to me, I believe that we shouldn't be focused so much on doing that. We should be more focused on, sowing the gospel like that's that's what we need to be out here doing uh so 
as far as politics go, uh, I feel very strongly that um, that we should look at it through the lens of does this advance the kingdom and does this um, is this spreading the gospel? Is this loving people? Uh, and and I feel like a lot of those things just aren't, and we've lost our our way. Well, and then the most relevant thing is the executive order to you know for the refugees. Yeah, like, definitely. Uh, non-muslim cough cough ban (laughs) muslim non-muslim ban yeah is uh i mean we're talking about the most marginalized people i mean they're literally fleeing from you know dangerous situations and they have nothing and to tack you know to just say like we're protecting ourselves like let's put up borders and let's get our guns i mean there's nothing wrong with those things like that's part of it but but it done in this way um to just treat them like weeds yeah I mean, that's like that's the that's the language that we're hearing right you know? like they're no longer like there's no use for them or something yeah. like that like like if they're if there's a potential like if they could potentially harm us in any way then we have to get them out we have to keep them out like, yeah because something maybe somewhere in a million years like something might happen and we've Mm -hmm. seen the statistics it's like the you know it's like the probability of a terrorist of us being killed by a terrorist from these like specific countries um like syrian refugees is like one in like four billion or something insane right because of the current like vetting process now yeah all the news that has come out about the vetting process has been like i've learned a lot about it and it is rigorous and uh you know we weren't i don't know like i'm not saying that like you said i'm not saying that um that we're not at all going to get attacked by a terrorist if we continue to let them in. Yeah, and I but, mean, like, it's not like you don't have, it's not like you're not going to be a little fearful. Like, I think we, you know, yeah. like, not of refugees, but like, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, 9-11 happened. I'm like, we didn't know that was going to happen. But since then, we've had all of these, like, local terrorist attacks. So it's mm-hmm. like, we're all, we're just a little, it's 2017. We're a little yeah. fearful of everything. Right. And um, I'm not, you know, it's not saying that, but God doesn't call us to be fearful like in this parable. I mean, can you imagine what it was like for them to actually look at their own fields and just think, if I let these weeds take over, like we would have no crop, Yeah, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just like really fearful to trust what Jesus said was like, wait for me when it comes to like kind of this sinners and righteousness thing before the end days. Right. Like, wait for me, like I'll take care of it. And that's like really hard. It is. It's hard. I mean, I I I just down to my daily life. That's really hard for right. me. Right. It is. But he calls us to do mm-hmm. it. And on a grander scale, I don't I don't know. It just is so relevant to me. Yeah. Um I yeah, I think so, you know, we have a family. We have two boys to protect and um and a lot of times I I do get caught up in that like, oh man, we need to protect our country and make sure that it's safe and stuff like that. But lately I've been feeling more and more like I'm not, I'm not called to, uh, to sit safely in my home and put up walls. I'm called to, to take risks, to make relationships with people. Mm -hmm. And, um, and maybe I'm not supposed to, but, but maybe I am 
you know, supposed to be at the border hugging people as they come across with open arms and saying, hey, like, come to my house. I'll give you some food. Let's, you know, let's mm-hmm. chat. I want to, you know, create a relationship. Mm-hmm. I don't want our, our country to become this uh, war-torn, third-world, mm-hmm. apocalyptic place. Um, but I don't, but I still feel like I, I don't think that we... Um, as Christians should be on the front line of let's build this wall. And that's, um, I heard a statistic that said something like 80% of evangelicals, uh, supported Trump. And I know that a lot of them, I know a lot of, uh, of people like this. I know that a lot of them, uh, did that specifically because of the wall and because he wanted to ban Muslims and because of all this stuff. And, and I'm just like, no, we're, we're going the wrong direction. Like it's not about keeping people out. It's about, you know, welcoming and, and loving, mm-hmm. especially refugees. Mm-hmm. They're called refugees for a reason. Mm-hmm. They're in distress. Yeah. So anyway, I just, um, I've, I've had it on my heart, uh, to encourage fellow Christians, um, that you know we 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 don't necessarily need to be on the side that is always condemning and trying to control we need to be on the side that is loving and trying to accept um and and help people where they are i guess mm-hmm. i just we're not here to weed the world god is going to uh when he comes back again he's going to um, weed the world for us. He's going to send his helpers out. He's going to, to cast the judgment that needs to be cast. And that's not our job. Our job is to help spread the word that he defeated sin. And that's, that's it. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. In a nutshell, (laughs) sum it up. Uh, yeah, it's, it's good. It's very relevant. The one about Alfred, a dangerous robot, I'm told. He's got lasers for eyes and a microchip brain, and his skin is terribly cold. We've heard the one about Alfred. It's great. Amazing. I'm true. But now that we've heard about Alfred, we'd like to hear more about you. I'm a rumor weed. I'm a rumor weed. A tiny little story is all I need. I've been reading this book by um, Rachel Held Evans. And um, I don't know, I was just thinking about that, what you said about like, it's, you know, what our job is. And, you know, it starts with us. Like we have to be leaders, especially when we have a family. It's like, I want to show my kids, you know, like what we believe in, what we believe to be true, of like God's calling on our life, you know. Mm-hmm. But I loved this. Um, well, she quotes Brene Brown, which we all know. Like, Brene, friend of the podcast. I <laughs> <Yeah>, wish. <laughs> friend of a friend of a friend, I'm sure. Brene Brown, um, she quotes her. And so here's the quote. I went to church thinking it would be like an epidural, that it would take the pain away. But church isn't like an epidural. It's like a midwife. I thought faith would say, I'll take away the pain and discomfort. But what it ended up saying was, I'll sit with you in it. And I mean, it's a bit different. Um, this is talking about like those being in the church really. And then like things happening, like 
divorce or someone, you know, uh, saying that they're gay or an abortion or, you know, some of these like, like kind of corners of, of church congregations and people are kind of like, uh, I don't really know what to do with you, you know? Right. And so Rachel talks about how Christians want to be the cure. Not all, like we're just talking about talking about we just talking about um (laughs) evangelicals or yeah we and i don't know it's hard it's hard to talk about this kind of stuff without lumping a lot of people together but but they know our peeps know y'all know what we mean um (laughs) but anyway she was talking about like i don't know why i'm now (laughs) saying it like that and now i can't i'm like spelling it in my head and like it's it's real cute talking about um but she describes this. I can't not say it now. <laughs> She's talking about. Um, it's lo- like completely it's lost. It's completely right? lost. You're like gone. that English. Yeah. It is so easy. <clears throat> yeah. Um, <laughs> no. Uh, Christians want to cure, right? Like mm-hmm. Bible Band-Aid yeah. um, on events. And it's we're really called to heal you know, like be mm-hmm. in the healing. Yeah. And it's kind of like this, you know, on a grand scale or like on a, on a small scale, it's like we meet a friend and it's like, how can I meet your needs today? Right. Like yeah. it's simple. That's what Jesus called us to do. Sometimes it's just listening ear and sometimes it's a meal and sometimes it's whatever, you know, whatever right. it is. And then on a grand scale, sometimes I look at the same thing, you know, politically or something. And I'm like, are we trying to cure? Like, what is it? but I still feel it's there, right? Right. We're trying to cure things in America and like protect us and like cure sin and hate Mm. and all that, which are like, it's not bad, you know, it's comes from like really good place and we do want safe, you know, places or whatever. We believe in the power of prayer and we believe in, in our, our God's power to heal. Yeah. Um, But it's like, yeah. What, what is like, I think there's a fine line yeah. And again, we're taking these huge sides, right? right. Like, yeah. Like you can't, you can't always just, uh, you know, point at something and pray and it's gone. Yeah. And this like amazing illustrator that I love. I'm, I'm so glad she's like getting, um, some much needed press, but she, she has a lot of followers on Instagram, but she, um, did this she does these like cutesy little illustration illustrations but they're very like pointed and like to the heart but this week anyway her name is marie um andrews or mari i don't know i don't know how to like pronounce her but anyway Hmm. um she did this one where it's like you can be these things like simultaneously right but it's almost like we're not allowing it so um you know this week beyonce announced that she is having twins which I'm like, um, yes, God does love us because we will have two people born of Beyonce this year. So I'm like, okay. And it's like, you can be excited about that and also like be, you know, proactive and or upset about the refugee situation. Like, sure. it's just, re- it's been tough. Like, you know, like you can't, it's like, I, I can't be excited about this or I like can't, you can't you like can't. believe one thing and then also not like, <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's the same with like yeah. people who voted for Trump. Like I get that. I mean, I don't, you know, I'm trying not to just kind of lump it all together and be like, 
well, because you voted for Trump, like you're, you're misogynistic, <laughs> you know, racist or whatever, all these yeah. things that we've seen characteristics yeah. of him. You know, that's not true. No. Like I totally get that. But right. then it's also not true for, you know, like the following stuff. And that it's been frustrating. Like yeah. it's, it's hard. And, um, but anyway, I mean, we're all in it together. Mm-hmm. So what can we do? What can we do? It's always, always what we're thinking. What can we um, do? I, I, I feel like for me, what I, what I felt, you know, led to do is we were pursuing this organization, um, cause we really love fostering and adopting Yeah, and we've had some door, doors closed in that area and we've had some doors closed again and reopened and closed and reopened. <laughs> it's been so great. <laughs> and like, I mean, yeah, yeah. we're used to it. It's fun it's navigating awesome. the maze, right? It's so fun. Um, but anyway, there's an organization called Safe Families. Um, that's one way. Um, it's not, it's just something that's been on our hearts and we're pushing forward with it. It closed, is now mm-hmm. reopened. Yeah. It's great. We're excited to move forward to be right. these family friends. Um, these are not, you know, not necessarily, they're not refugees, mm-hmm. but there are you know, a lot of immigrant situation type yeah, type things. So yeah. you're helping, ki- you know, you're helping these families and you're helping these kids. So you can look into that. That's like something that we were encouraged to do, just passing it along. But then obviously you can um, get with your local, I don't know what you call it, chapter. Like, I don't even know <laughs> what, like, um, you know, your local organization for refugees. Like, yeah. You're smart. Google it. Um, right. I found the one in Dallas. I was already talking about it. We donated money. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can do even on a grander scale. Um, um, ACLU. Like I'm sure I know a lot of people have given money to them. Um, so just I mean, you're smart. Google it. Like you got it. Um, yeah, do something and be involved. If yeah. You, yeah. And it's not necessarily about like volunteering. Like I know because I'm that way. I'm like, Oh, I'm just feel like I'm sitting around. Like, what can I do? But the thing is, is like when a crisis happens, right? Like hurricanes and all that organizations have people set in place. Do they need extra people? Yes, of course they do. But the vetting process now for volunteers has changed so much in 30 years for every organization. Yeah. You you can't just jump in and start. No, I mean, that's like fostering. Like even in four years since we did it, it has changed drastically. And it is like, it's so hard to become a foster parent. Right. You have to really jump through some hoops. Mm -hmm. It's the same with every organization. So I'm just encouraging you, please, yes, go sign up and be like prepared for the next one. But for this one, we can give money. Mm -hmm. Like you just can't, even if it's $10, like the organization that we gave to you, today said that they were like they have a grant matching not just per dollar it was two dollars per that so like you're you're not just giving that much you're giving like you know twice three times right yeah so i don't know those are things that you can do yeah those are things you can do you Um, know who the real heroes are and who i like i wish i could have been uh please don't say guys (laughs) who go to work and wear their suit and tie (laughs) <laughs> and then when, the, and city then when calls, the city calls with a distress call <laughs> you tear off your take, suit take off your glasses take off your glasses <laughs> put your cape on no no the real heroes are the lawyers that worked pro bono oh and sat in airports to help these 
And uh, do you want to know another fact? A real what? fact, not alternative fact. What? Most of them, women. Yes, I love it. Women rule. Women rule. Guys rule too, but women rule too. <laughs> shout out guys. To that. Yeah, shout out guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Wait. Way to go. Way to go, lawyers. Also, police officers. Because at DFW, there were, um, compared to the rest, I'm not, like, saying it's a low number, like, how terrible of a situation to be detained when you, like, fly in expecting to, like, go home. But would they have, like, 11 in here in DFW at the airport detained when during Yeah, that? something like that. Yeah. Whereas, like, other places, it was much larger. But, mm-hmm. you know, the the all of the... Uh, gosh, I don't know the, you know, what police officers and it's like city workers, yeah. protectors, yeah. everybody in that area, TSA, all that, like they're, they're just now getting these orders, right? right. When yeah. it happened on whenever last weekend, a week ago, mm-hmm. and, um, they're scrambling and they're trying to do the best that they can. And from what I heard, I heard some just different, uh, you know, news stories like yeah. from there. And they said that, I mean, they're, you know, they were respectful and like trying to be as helpful as they could to the refugees and stuff. So right. Like we've got the right people in the right place, mm-hmm. you know, lo- I think locally, right? Like right. that's, we're doing our job there as much as we can. Sure. There's like some bad apples here and there, mm-hmm. but I think it's just so good, you know? Yeah. And people are really stepping up to their calling, like those lawyers. I mean, like, that's what I'm talking about. How inspiring is that? It's awesome. How inspiring. Use the gifts that you have. Use the gifts that you have. And, and if, if all you have is money, use it. Yeah. Yep. A, a generous heart. Mm-hmm. That's a calling. Yeah. Like, that's what God calls us to do. And it does. It helps. It helps so, so much. Yeah. And anyway, I, I mean, you're already doing it. I know you are. But this is just one of those, like, we're in it together. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. Let's change the world. Still, <laughs> <Stow> it, guys. Let's <laughs> do it. That's what I'm talking about. How do you say it? Tom Bout. Tom Bout. It's, it's spelled T-A-L-M. Oh, one Tom, word. Tom, Tom Bout. B-O-U-T. Tom Bout. Yeah, okay. that's what I'm talking about. So I like podcasts. I'm pretty fond of them. Really? You know? Yeah. I like listening. What's I like... a podcast? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, but this one that I love, I've been binge listening. Um, I, I don't think I can recommend it here. Um, not that it's not good. It's amazing. But I just don't know if um, friends of the podcast would appreciate it as much as I do. Right. Um, but anyway, it's called Call Your Girlfriend. It's... Um, very liberal it's feminist it's um to like amazing ladies and mm-hmm. it's like it's just really good it's a different perspective it's on a things. great it's a very new perspective for me on things um but yeah it's not family friendly and there's definitely like topics on there that i'm like yeah i'm just skipping over it but 
they talk a lot about racial stuff, um, a lot about women. Um, so I just like learn a lot, which I love. Right. And, um, and I just love people and I love stories. And so it's just great. But anyway, they, um, it's, they, they, they really, they talk about a lot of different things, but it's also like you kind of, you get to know them and you, they talk about like, they travel a lot. One's an author one worked for Google. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I just like had this like certain picture in my head. And I mean, I Googled them. So I'm like, Oh, I know what you look like. And just, I've been listening to them for like two years. And just recently, like I found out that they both have significant others. They've never mentioned on the podcast because it's about like, it's mostly about women and it's about their friendship you know, so it's like, right. it makes sense why, but yeah. like, it really shocked me. Like when I started following them on Instagram and I'm like, wait a minute, like, who are these guys? Like, <laughs> it seems like you're dating this guy. How did I not know? And then like, one of them was like, uh, like three year anniversary. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> like, this might be a new thing. Anyway, it was just like kind of shocking and it's not that it defines them like they're no. still who they are yeah. but it just like got me thinking like if there was things in in our lives that like we told like what if we were like hey, we also have this third child that we've like never <laughs> mentioned like does that change things yeah you know yeah and uh i don't know so it really um listening to them not really just their topics but like it just inspired me to just like bring um no matter like how boring or weird or whatever, it's just like bring those into light for, I think it just adds to your personality and it's not, you don't have to, but it's like, I like it. And so, um, you know, it's like just a part of who people are. Right. So anyway, we, I think I can speak for both of us, but like we are really big nerds, like <laughs> really big nerds. Like, like you're yeah. a really big geek. You yeah. know, you like technology, but like mm -hmm. we're also just super nerdy and like yeah. we love reading. Right. And we geek out about books and mm -hmm. all that stuff. So you guys, I'm drinking my tea out of a Doctor Who TARDIS mug. I mean, nerd. Nerd. Total nerd. nerd. So but yeah, we, yeah, we, we love reading and stuff. Yeah. It's, and sometimes like I just don't talk about it because, um, not a lot of my friends read a lot. I mean, your sister does and like another one of my friends does, but like, I don't know. I'm not in this big circle that like gets the reading, like mm -hmm. reading is super cool now. Like I get that. But sometimes in my circle, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I am like, I am the nerd, you know, which is, I don't think I know anyone now that you've mentioned it. I don't think I know anyone other than you that reads a ton. I like, mean, why do we surround ourselves with these kinds of people? I don't know. It's like really not good self-care. We need to step up our, our reading friend game. I know. We do not need this kind of negativity in our life. <laughs> so many friends on the podcast are readers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, anyway. Maybe. So I don't know if we'll like keep this around. Maybe periodically we'll share. Yeah. I don't good read reads. near enough to, to share. I just don't read it. Maybe enough. do a uh, yearly review for yeah, you. Be for like me. this one book be I read. Like, I read <laughs> two books this year. It was a big the year. Bible and <laughs> <laughs> Um I love to read. Oh my goodness. And reading changes me. It changes my perspective, changes my whole life. So but I anyway. think reading um for me is so um visceral. Like I like I get I dig into the the book and feel what the characters are feeling and live in the world that they're in 
way more and I love watching movies. I love movies and I, and I think that I've felt that way about movies, but but every single book that I read, it just draws me in mm-hmm. to where like I'm completely in that world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No. I I'm sure that it's the same for anyone else who reads books, right? Yeah, but it's so addicting. And but yeah, like, there's something about like... it. So like, even though I don't read a lot and I'm really slow, like as soon as I pick that book book up and I start reading, I'm just in it mm-hmm. and it I'm lost in it. It's so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Reading. Yay. Yay. <laughs> um, yeah. That's my PSA for today. <laughs> Go get a book. <laughs> um, no, for sure. For sure. Uh, so recently I, I just mentioned that searching for Sunday book. It's really, it is good. I really enjoy it. Uh, but I wanted to talk about one in particular, the goldfinch. I'm always Mm -hmm. like a year behind on like what everyone else is reading because, um, I also believe in the public library system and support it. Uh, sometimes they get really recent books. They do, but it's like they're, they're checked out. Yeah. yeah, they have them, but it's also like on hold. I'm telling times. you, babe, you like become a librarian, you get <laughs> yeah. front. front like, that's like my goal, whole goal in life. Yeah, it's like, you're first in line yeah, on everything. For sure. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so uh, my grandmother actually, like I borrowed this from her. My Anyway, and I read it and it's like, it's like 800 pages. So I have an issue with that too because I'm like, oh, that's like three books. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. I stuck with it. I also have this rule where like, very rarely in my life have I ever decided to open a book and start reading it and then like closed it and did not finish it. Like it's just, it's not a, it's just a very strong rule that yeah, I have. I had to back you off the ledge I know. a couple of times because you were like. Well, you released me recently from yeah, one. I did. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't, I kept reading it and I didn't like it. And I just kept trying and trying and I was like, I think I read like 20 pages and I'm like, I don't really know mm-hmm. what's happening because I don't like it. But, but it's like a rule that I have where I have to give the author a chance. Yeah. Um, And he like Dane graciously was like, it's okay. Like I had to, away. I had to speak over you and <laughs> to lay hands on you and say, it is okay. This book is dead to you. Yeah. Move on. Like you may be released of the bondage of <laughs> the bondage book. for real like it's real yeah. so anyway i i started reading it's good it's it's very well written um i shouldn't also say if you haven't heard of it it won the pulitzer prize so like she's pretty good at what she does it's <laughs> written by a lady called what is she called donna tart okay uh two t's d-a-r-t-t and oh man it's it was so good it's rated r for language and drug use i mean there's some other adult content in there but those are like the really big ones and like kind of the mess that they get into but okay so the first like 200 pages is it's really slow but she writes it really well you know it's building the characters and then for 300 pages you're just like wow like this is this is like page turner right i want to know what's happening like um you know like when the characters get into a mess like you just want it to like be better right yeah. so that's what happens and the whole time he's just You're like getting in it. right he's just like it's you know your your brain's like the equilibrium is off and you're just like ah oh, like this is stressing me out and like please um you know like fix like please fix all of these issues and so you yeah. just keep reading and reading and reading right so yeah, it was really great. Um, I loved it. Um, and I was just like 
singing its praises. I even put it on Instagram and I'm like, I'm updating everyone. I'm like, I have a hundred pages left and it's awesome. And then like the very next pages, I was like, oh, okay, cool. So it's like not so awesome in the end. <laughs> and like, it didn't have a terrible ending. It just ended terribly in right. my opinion. Like it's not like everyone died or it all ended up being a dream. Like those are top two terrible endings of all time or something, you know, <laughs> like, no, that's a terrible ending. Um, also where everything works out is also a terrible ending, you know? Yeah. Like right. there's gotta be somewhere in the middle. Right. Sure. And this was it. I feel like it ended like the storyline was really good, but it's like the way it was written. It was so like Pulitzer prizey, you know, like, <laughs> I don't know how else to say it was very like just so other, you know, yeah. so like trying to tap into this, like, I guess intellectual space in my brain that I do not have. And I'm like, well, I don't understand why it has to get the, to this level. Like you wrote 700 pages and kept me along. And now you have to like go even more. Like it was just like so artsy and I don't know. I mean, yeah. um, I'm not like, I just think it was so much like I'm not bashing it. It's a great piece of, like literature i'm sure it'll like be a classic but yeah and i may and there's really is probably just stuff that i do not get where yeah. you know, sometimes that stuff is just beyond us mm -hmm. I, like i know and for i'm me, okay like i'm totally okay with that like i would yeah. still recommend it i'm just saying like the last like 50 pages are just like they were scanned <laughs> to me like i just i just scanned it i'm like trying to look for pop you know names i'm like yeah. okay did they like reconcile yeah. okay we're, no i don't know these names so i'm like eh. it's just this like i don't even know how to explain so it, when but. you pick up a book that's 800 pages long do you look at it as like, like challenge uh, accepted no just kidding yeah okay well maybe that <laughs> no not or do, you, do you look at it like uh could you not have told it in yes 300 yeah and like i get the way that that sounds because um i'm very I'm kind of like um, embarrassed by like how spoiled I am by, you know, like Amazon Prime and like <laughs> Prime now, you know, like I get like I have real like you're aware of it. I'm very self-aware. Yeah. Um. So Me I get too. that. I'm not saying that like great literature, like, you know, I mean, because when you think about, you know, trilogies or whatever, like, you know, they could have that could have just been one big story. Right. And, you know, it's this epic story and it takes that long to like build up backstory and characters. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I get it. Like, I'm not gonna, I'm not a writer. So like, I don't have any, like, I'm not gonna be disrespectful to, right. you know, this lady and be like, uh, this was terrible and you should have done it differently. Um, but yeah, like it's a personal preference where I'm like, mm, I'd rather not spend like two months <laughs> of my life, you know, reading this one story. Yeah. Um, cause I have a lot of books on my list. So right. And I mean, by the looks of things tonight, I am aging quickly. So <laughs> I have to <laughs> like so get, you off, get to it. Definitely never <laughs> aging quickly. <laughs> it just hit me. Uh, cold fog brain. We're slow. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> We're not getting any younger for sure. So No, not at all. <laughs> but I was going to say you should definitely not get into fantasy because fantasy or sci-fi. Don't worry. <laughs> both of those. Listen. It's all about multi-book uh, sagas mm -hmm. and no, I don't mind that. No, I, mean, uh, I know, but oh. like once they've once an author has built their world, it's all about world building and creating the rules of whatever world that you're living in with elves and giant flying cats and whatever else. 
they they love that world and then every single book after that is written in that world yeah and that's listen like you're just in that world listen believe Robert you Jordan. me believe you me i will not be entering the world <laughs> i used to read books by robert jordan the wheel of time series so good highly recommended if you want to read a 12 i think it's 12 book series where each book is 600 to 800 pages long paperback ridiculous yeah it's some of them are just out of control but also out of control goodness yeah so so um on nonfiction list i'm reading reason for god um is it the reason 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 for god by uh timothy keller who is uh what i would call our c.s lewis like the c.s lewis of our generation mm-hmm. um he is so great i really really love all of his writings i read i read um last the end of last year i read um prodigal god that highly recommend like like 10 stars out of five like it's so good wow yeah yes he got twice the rating <laughs> yeah like he like if I I would give him all the stars <laughs> on that book. It was it was really good. Just That's such great. a great like relational read, you know. Yeah. Um yeah, uh things reading I'm reading online um everything. <laughs> like <laughs> I love reading everything. I really like um people who write from a historical spec um perspective perspective not mm-hmm. spectrum online because i don't i'm not really into historical fiction like that's some that's not a you know 400 page book i'm gonna pick up yeah um so i really love history but i i really prefer to take it in like article length you know <laughs> um so i really love to read um a lot of like feminist um articles type things like just like history of women and women's rights and mm-hmm. just kind of stuff like that. So like, that's what I kind of read online. Um, and then of course, just like some relevant news articles here and there. Yeah. Cool. But yeah. So those are like my recs for this month's like nerd lady nerd, uh, <laughs> <laughs> part portion of the podcast. Yeah. So do you want to hear what I'm reading? Or yeah. what I read. I finally finished a book this year. Woo! That I started probably at the beginning of last year. Mm. Yeah. Um, not because it's bad. I just don't, you know, I yeah. don't spend the time reading it. Uh, I am a, a huge fan of this series um, that was written by Hugh Howie. And uh, he's a self-published author that is uh, published on Amazon. And the first book in the series is he, the way he did it was he wrote like short stories. He, uh, he wrote some short stories that, um, I think he was releasing them piece by piece. He had like five short stories or novellas, I think. Um, and then he compiled them all into a novel and it's called the wool. Um, well, I think it's just called wool. But if you look for it on Amazon, you'll find like the Wool Omnibus. Om- omnibus? Is that how you pronounce it? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it's really good. Uh, and I don't want to give anything away because it's got some like interesting twists and turns. But if you like um, sort of a post-apocalyptic um, like uh, society, like a view into a, a society that's living under different law and different rules it's very interesting it's about um 
at least in in wool it's about these people that live in a silo underground that's like um it's like hundreds of stories deep into the ground uh but there's no elevator and they like their entire society lives on like some people on these floors do this for us some people on these floors grow you know vegetables in these farms or whatever and then they have um they have people that run up and down the stairs like couriers and they're like really strong at running up and down the stairs and um it gets into a little bit of like a murder mystery and all this interesting stuff so it's very good uh and then so what i what i'm reading is the second book in that series um or what i've read i finished it and uh i can't remember what it's called now all of a sudden that anyway. good huh yeah well it like it's <laughs> it's another one word name and the name doesn't have really anything to do yeah. i think it's called dust or something like that yeah anyway they're great i highly recommend them my nonfiction uh is the bible i'm reading that mm-hmm. highly recommended good, good yeah top of the list <laughs> uh and yeah that's pretty much it for me what do you read online what do i read online reddit mm-hmm. i'm on reddit Geek all the time stuff. yeah 3d printing stuff right now mostly yeah. um and yeah I, I either read a bunch of stuff on reddit or um i'm watching a couple of different uh youtubers on youtube about 3d printing so i know that's not reading but that's my main <laughs> online consumption <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a whole different section yeah uh, yeah <laughs> Um, yeah, other side notes though, like what, you know, talking about watching just real quick, I don't want to get into all of our internet consumption cause that is a whole other podcast, but a new thing for me and my, in homeschool and teaching is, um, CNN for kids. And, um, again, like I just Google things. I don't have like, it's like, I don't have numbers and websites memorized. I just like put it into Google and it finds things. So just like search CNN news for kids and it's um it's done in 10 minutes and it's really good i feel i feel like it's non-biased but i'm you know like i don't know um you know i haven't watched a lot of them i've only Mm -hmm. seen two or three three but i really like it and i think it's good for us too to take it in (laughs) like take the news in that form but i (laughs) i you know it really brought up a lot of good conversations with my six-year-old and sometimes it's you know it gets a little bit long long-winded for him but anyway i highly recommend that that was kind of new for me and like a really great find um that i found and as far as i can tell it has all real facts not what i think is cool about that too is that like it uh it's something that you can um you can show caleb and then and you watch it with him and then if you need to you can fill him in on other stuff that they may have missed or may mm-hmm. not have put in there because they didn't think they could handle it but you know that caleb can mm-hmm. so it's good yeah so anyway nerd alert So I guess that's it for today. Uh, you can find us on the internet at justlikeuspodcast.com. And you can email us at justlikeuspodcast 
podcast at gmail.com. That's where you can send any comments, things that you like, things you didn't like, um, things that were, uh, that you have questions about, whatever, let us know, leave a comment and rate us on iTunes. It helps get the word of the podcast out there so we can get more listeners and, uh, just have a a bigger community and, and more friends of the pod. Yeah. More friends of the pod. I'm sorry. I've been li- there's another podcast I listen to that says Friends of the Pod. Don't. We're and not the we're, we're not gonna conform. <laughs> we're not gonna be a pod. No, we're, we're not a pod. Stay a podcast. We, we're an actual podcast. <laughs> we're not half a podcast. We're a full podcast. Uh, yeah. Well thanks for listening <laughs> and we will see you at the next date night.